What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 132 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. Um, and welcome back to the show, everyone. Are uh, are you happy that you're here? Me? Yeah, why not? Well, you know. <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah, it's like an obligation at this point. I mean, if you weren't here, I'd be doing the show by myself and... Ain't nobody want that. No, absolutely nobody wants to hear that. Um, anyway, so today's episode is our salute to folk horror. Um, we picked two movies that uh, deal greatly with um, folklore and, uh, you know, horrific stories from around the world. The world. Mainly Europe. Mainly that seems where all, all the terrible things happen. That's where most of the like folklore is. As Americans, we don't really do folklore. No, we so take much. it from other people. Yeah, our folklore involves like uh, I saw Sasquatch. <laughs> is that a shot? It might be a shot. <laughs> no, our folklore mostly is like um, oh, it's like I saw Elvis in a diner last week in a Taco Bell. Yeah. No, you didn't. No, you did not. No, he's dead. He's been dead for over 30 years. <laughs> Even if he like wasn't dead before, he is now. He's absolutely dead now. He'd be like, I don't know, 80 or 90 or something. Yeah, and he ate bacon and banana and peanut butter sandwiches like a lot. And he also took a lot of pills. And then he did a lot of drugs. Yeah. Uh, so he'd be dead. He's super dead. Um, you cry and cry. He's so dead. <laughs> but, uh, you know. You you got things like uh, like the Jersey Devil, or actually one of the stories in this, uh, the Melonheads. Yep. Um, what's that one up uh, up north? It's like um, it's like a not not a crypt, but like a um, tomb. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's a, like the something stairs, hot stairs. Is that what it's called? Hot cops. Tear up the town. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what you're saying. I, I think I actually. I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what they're called. Okay. Anyway, we do have our own folklore. It's just not as interesting because it's not as it's, it's not as old. Yeah, it's not as old. It's not as steeped in mystery. Um. But anyway, we'll be talking about that later. Uh, how you doing, Taylor? You know, not bad. Yeah. What's new? Um. Had a kick-ass whack show yesterday. Yeah, you got all whacked off. Yeah, I did. Yeah. How'd it go? It went I mean, great. Uh, you guys uh, declared your first champion. We did. Congratulations, Chase James. I don't know him, but congratulations. Yep. I don't, I don't know the guy. I never met him. He's, he's a good dude. He's a good guy? Yeah. Yep. Was it the guy that uh, Max was so upset that he was actually coming to the show in the first place? Yep. Funny how those things work out. Yeah, he uh, he was he he bought a ticket, and so he was just in the crowd since he wasn't booked. And Max tried to interject himself into the into the main event, and he ended up getting murdered by Dave Turner. <laughs> so your your faithful ring announcer over here was like, "Hey, we got an open spot. How about Mr. Chase James?" Ah, uh, okay. I asserted my power. There you go. Inserted Mr. James into the match. Naturally, you're the second in charge. Of course. <laughs> I also got to make a last man standing match between Pitfall Jones and Steve Miggs. 
All right, all right. And who was the last man standing? That's next month. Oh, sorry. Okay. Steve Miggs yelled, fuck you, and threw his jacket at me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, He's still mad because I punched him in the face last month. Oh, well, maybe you should still be mad because he hit you with a belt. I am still mad. Fuck that guy. Uh, cool. Well, uh, congratulations, I guess. Thank you. I just, I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but sure. Sure. Um, cool. Anything else new? No, not really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're recording on a Monday, which feels just off. Yeah, and it's late, too. It's, it feels dirty. It is late. I wish it wasn't so late. Um, so does cheese, I'm sure. Yeah. So is my wife. Probably. My yeah. wife. It's almost 8 o'clock and we're just starting to record the show. Because we had to do our Patreon video first. Thanks, Patreon. Yeah, well, thanks, Taylor, for not finishing the fucking movie. Meh, meh, meh. Couldn't possibly be my fault. Fucker. You are the fucker. <laughs> you are the one that is the fucker. You are the one who fucks. Oh, shit. I didn't plug in my computer. It's about to die. Uh-oh. Fill the dead air. Uh, you are hearing me talk. Do a tap dance. I don't have shoes on. I'm doing a tap dance. You guys just can't hear it. It's, it's very soft. It's a, <laughs> it's a soft shoe. <laughs> I don't think that's what that means. I don't think it is. Either. I don't know for sure. Because uh, I'm not a dancer anymore. Yeah, you got that dancer's hip. <laughs> you had to stop. Damn these long dancer's legs. Um. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, but uh, we would have recorded on Saturday like normal, but my sister decided she was going to turn 30, so I had to go. What a bitch. <laughs> I had to go do a, a little birthday weekend getaway. Um with the family and, and her friends. Who does getaways for their 30th <clears throat> birthday? People who just don't party. <laughs> People who don't party? <laughs> I don't know. It did turn into that was That was a shot at cheese because we had to go to New Orleans for her 30th. Oh, right. Got it. Or Nerlands, as they say there. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I remember when I was there taking a, uh, a ghost tour, um, the guy was saying, it's like, you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, Nolans, people saying Nolans. It's like, if you hear somebody say Nolans, they're not from here. <laughs> Nobody here says Nolans. Um, <clears throat> anyway. But yeah, we, uh, she, her and her husband rented a uh, cabin, basically, up in, uh, up in the mountains. It's pretty cool. Um, kept I had to sleep in a bunk bed, and my wife couldn't come, which sucked, because the place uh, only allowed two dogs, which means that they, my parents brought their dog and my sister brought her dog. So my two dogs had to stay at home with my wife. Womp womp. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so now we're here. Here we are. Here we are. Monday. Monday night. Monday, Monday, Monday. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Okay. This isn't going anywhere. <laughs> uh. Why don't we thank some patrons? Let's, well, should we? All of our patrons except one. You know who you are. Who has slighted us egregiously. Again. (laughs) Just stop letting him vote. 
We should. We should take away his privileges, but keep his money. Because <laughs> he'll keep giving it to us. <laughs> uh, anyway, every month we have a handful of people that like to give us money to keep the show going, to, to keep the lights on, so it were, or so so to speak. Um, that's not true. We have to pay our power bills either way. We don't have to, but then they'll turn the lights off. That has nothing to do with Patreon. <laughs> the lights are a side effect of living. A side effect? A, a, yes. <laughs> Having electricity to record the show is a side effect of paying our power bills. I guess, yeah. Logic, Taylor. Follow me. All right. Just thank the goddamn Patreon patrons. Let's get this over with. Uh, thank you to Kevin Nesgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, Max Zaleski, and Aaron Meyer. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, it means a lot to us um, that, you, that, you, that you believe in us. You believe in us enough to give us your money all the time. Right, Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not doing that voice, though. <laughs> uh, Taylor, if anyone else would like to uh, help us out, like these lo- lovely people, where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. For as little as $1, you can get exclusive content, including monthly video reviews of movies chosen by you, the patrons. The more you give, the more stuff you can get. $100 and I will get a tattoo of a fat unicorn on my ass. I can't believe nobody's taken us up on that yet. Yeah, me neither. I thought somebody would. I, I, I wish your mom would have done it. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, I, I thought she might. Uh, cool. So, I guess that uh, just leads us going into the show, right? I don't know if we're going to do a lot of bullshit with this one, because it's late, and... We need to get this done. And we're old. We are old. <laughs> I got to eat dinner so I can take my pills. You didn't eat dinner yet? No. You didn't eat dinner at like 4 o'clock like I did? <laughs> the earlier bread special? <laughs> the moon's over my hammy. <laughs> um, why don't we just jump into some horror business? Let's do. So, Taylor, you heard about this cool thing that all kids are doing nowadays called worshiping the devil? Yeah. Yeah, man. You ever tried it? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, did. Hell yeah, did. <laughs> um, well, so did uh, a certain 18-year-old Karina Roke um, of... Don't know where. Of unnamed location. <laughs> of somewhere. Uh, Karina, uh, likes to try the whole devil worship thing. She's into it. It's, it's, uh, it's part of her life. Mom, get out of her, get out of her life. Um, oh, this was in Brazil. Oh, okay. Well, Brazil. Brazil! There are still angsty teens in Brazil. Apparently. Are you really still angsty at 18, though? Seems like you would have grown out of that by now. You would think. Well, you, you would think. One one would. One one would. One. Uh, 
Well, 18-year-old Karina Roke was left in charge of her five-year-old brother, Macon. Macon Bacon. That's not his name. It's probably probably his name. <laughs> it's not. I promise. <laughs> Could be. Um, her mother was gone running errands, and in the meantime, uh, Karina decided she was going to torture, dismember, and cannibalize her brother because... That's what you do when you worship the devil, apparently. Apparently. Uh, uh, when uh, authorities arrived on the scene, they found the body of the five-year-old, or I guess what was left of him. Um, According to this article, she ate his wiener. Why? Why Why did she eat his dick? I don't know. Why would you do that? Especially as a five-year-old. That's like extra gross. Yeah. Don't do that. This is brother. Her brother. There's nothing about that is good. Yeah, it's 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 all it's compounding. Compoundingly bad. Yeah. Uh yeah, so authorities uh, found the body of the five year old on the floor surrounded by candles. Um the injuries he had sustained were downright brutal, also suggesting ties to satanic rituals. Um after examination, Macon's eyes were pierced. The bottom of his feet were burned, and his wrists were cut. Um, his neck suffered such deep lacerations that the child was nearly decap- decapitated. Decapitated. I was going to say, you almost said decapitated. <laughs> uh, Karina admitted to the authorities that she removed the victim's genitals oh, and ate them. Okay. <laughs> Luckily, um, if you could use one word in the case at all, wait. Such a word could use in this case. You, okay. Uh, yeah. So basically, the, the, the. If if there is a bright side. Yeah. If, the, uh, you know, maybe maybe the, the faithful in the world will say there is a God because luckily the boy died before all of his, his most serious injuries. So at least he didn't have to suffer through having his head almost decapitated or I guess having his dick eaten. Yeah. Which one's worse? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't want either one. No. Don't no. Don't don't eat my dick. <laughs> don't eat my dick. Um she Karina tried to escape the scene. Um but she was prevented from doing so uh and she became violent. Um she became wildly aggressive, began throwing out object objects at her. <laughs> She's throwing abject permanence. Yep. Uh, she began throwing objects at her captors. Um, she even bit the dog. She bit the fucking dog. I hope the dog bit her back. Let's, let's hope so. Well, I guess it looks like the dog bit her to begin with. So. Good. Good boy. Good <laughs> girl. Good dog. Good pup. Um, <clears throat> so, so there's that. I assume she's in custody and she she's probably not going to have a lot of things going for her in the future. No, she's probably going to be spending time in a small room by herself for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, uh, where Brazil stands on the death penalty, but... Might want to look into it. Yeah. Cool. Or uh, something. So, moral of the story... Don't do that. <laughs> right. You know, if you have a 
a little sibling, be it a brother or a sister. Or any sibling. Or just, well, yeah. I mean, sure, yeah. Whether they be small or big or whatever. Younger, older, it, it doesn't matter. Um, don't kill and eat them. In fact, you know, let's just go ahead and make a generalization here and say don't kill and eat anybody. Right. It doesn't get better if you eat different people. Yeah. Like, it's all pretty much frowned upon. Yeah. Don't eat dicks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially don't eat dicks. Terrible. That's, that's, that was that was terrible. That bothered me so much to report on that. Just in general, or the fact that she ate his dick. All of it. It was just <laughs> terrible. That was a terrible story. It was bad news. You picked it. I, What's wrong with you? You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Why are you, why, why are you making me talk about a girl eating a five year old dick? Uh so you know what this world needs. Love more Walking Dead. Oh, does it? AMC has announced a third Walking Dead show. Oh, as of yet untitled, it will be joining the Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, as well as the previously announced spinoff movies starring Grimy, (laughs) as he liked to be called. (laughs) What? What? Where's the logic in this? Uh, the logic has it's about this big, and it has pictures of like Andrew Jackson on it, <laughs> or probably Ben Franklin, more likely. Um, but it's just like The Walking Dead, the the original series is has been tanking for seasons now. Yeah, I, I actually read something that like. There was an uptick recently. I've heard this last season was really good. I haven't watched it. Me neither. Because the season before it was, it was really not bad. Good. <laughs> um, there was. I feel like a lot of people. There was like one thing that made them stop watching. You know, some people stopped. Uh, you know, when you know when a certain character died. Um, you know, like uh, like when Rick shot the, the the little girl at the end of season two, some people stopped watching. Then, um, some people stopped watching when they killed Glenn. Um, you know, th- there are different points along the way where people just stopped watching. Um, there wasn't really anything that made me stop watching. Just, yeah, there wasn't like a hard fast moment where I was just like, "No, that's it. I'm done." I just kind of the I think it was the mid-season break of last season and then when it came back i was just like whatever yeah it's even so i don't even know if it was last season or the season before that it was like it like i didn't i didn't even know the season had started that's kind of where i knew that i was already starting to check out yeah and then it's like okay i'll try to watch it it's like oh well i missed it okay i'll watch it on on demand the next day and it's like i do that like every week and then it's like sometimes I'd skip it or forget that I had to watch it. And I just end up, you know, getting like weeks behind. And it's like trying to catch up and just not having the motivation to do so. 
It's just like, like trying to pretend that I'm still interested in this show is exhausting. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I mean, it was that whole half a season that we referred to as Rick Grimes' motivational speaker. That was what really <laughs> turned me off was it was every episode was Rick telling everybody we're going to get ready to go to war. And I'm like, all right, just go to fucking war already. <laughs> I don't need to hear any more motivational speeches from Rick Grimes. Yeah. Because he's not motivating. Yeah, you're not motivating me. Ah, this third show will focus on two young female protagonists growing up in the first generation to come of age in the apocalypse. Oh, boy. Some will become heroes. Some will become villains. In the end, all of them will be changed forever. Grown up and cemented in their identities, both good and bad. I'm already bored. I already don't care. That sounds awful. There's no. That was the point of The Walking Dead, uh, and and probably a, a a good part of why the inter- the show isn't that interesting anymore, was that it starts when society has just collapsed. Um, you know, it, compared to like Fear of the Walking Dead, where society was in the process of collapsing, you know, Walking Dead had like society had just collapsed. So it's all these people trying to adapt to like their new normal with zombies around. This is like it's already in the zombie apocalypse. Like it's already been well established. Who gives a shit? And do we really need a coming of age story in a fucking zombie apocalypse? No. We already have one. It's called Zombieland. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Sky Gimple, everybody's favorite, says... Showing audiences an unseen pocket of the Walking Dead universe steeped in a new mythology is a very cool way to celebrate a decade of the dead on TV and over 15 years of Robert Kirkman's brilliant comic. What new mythology? What does that even mean? I don't know. They really should have just done our idea and just done Walking Dead LA and Walking Dead Honolulu. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Walking Dead lakeland florida specifically lakeland (laughs) or clearwater even better (laughs) uh longtime walking dead writer and producer matt negrete will serve as the showrunner for the new series which will kick off with 10 episodes it will be filming in virginia this summer Uh wonder if it's going to take place in virginia I don't know. Is that where the new the new one is, or not the new one? Um, the the original series is it in Virginia? No, yeah, it started in Atlanta, that, right? But yeah, so yeah, I think they're in D.C. now. Yeah, did they make it up to D.C.? I, I think guess, so. I, I guess it wouldn't have been that far. Um, I don't know. It's, this is how checked out I am. I don't. I don't know where they are. I don't know what's going on. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I know they were going to D.C. I don't know if they ever made it. It's like I don't know what happened with Negan. Yeah, is he still alive? I don't know. Because they're fighting the Whisperers. Whisperers. Now, that's all I know. I mean, I have to assume he's dead. Or he just, like, just bailed. Bye. He was like, oh, man, Rick's getting it. He's motivating his troops. He's been motivating them for, like, eight weeks. We should just leave. They're so motivated, they're going to burst. We should should just leave now. (laughs) Ugh. So if you're excited for this, then uh, it's it's going to premiere in 2020. So if you're excited for this, 
Something's wrong with you. Get hype, I guess. Or don't, whatever. Travel Channel is uh, starting a new series called Shadows of History. Um, it's, uh, let's see, it's going to be a six-episode series. Um, so far, it may expand, I guess. Um, it's going to be based uh, around investigating frightening, odd, and creepy stories from America's past, as initially printed in newspapers. Um, and the big news for us horror fans is it's going to be hosted by none other than Freddy Krueger himself, Robert England. A fear clinic? The same. The same guy. Um, let's see. Uh, in each episode, England will track down the story behind a bizarre, mysteri- mysterious accountant. Damn it. Accountant? <laughs> mysterious accountant. Mysterious accountant. The accountant of the opera. <laughs> I don't know where your money went. Get back here, Bernie Madoff. <laughs> um, That's episode one. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so uh, in each episode, England will track down the, the story behind a bizarre, mysterious account printed in an Amer- American newspaper in the past. That seems <laughs> oddly specific. Did they need to specify in the past? Did we think it was going to be in the future? Or also, like, does it have to be in a newspaper? It can't just be like something that... Yeah, it sounds like that's like the whole premise. But... I mean, like, that's very specific. It's like, well, I'd love to do a story on it, but it wasn't in a newspaper, <laughs> so. I don't know. Did you check the microfiche? Um, he will enlist historians and scholars to get the truth behind the reports. How can you make fascinating and petrifying stories even more scary? Add the genius of Robert England, said Travel Channel GM Jane Latman. As if tales of flying monsters, zombie cannibals, and ghost ships were not enough, we are cranking up the volume for maximum impact. God damn, this is awful. (laughs) Why do they let these people talk? Um, Because they get paid good money to do this shit. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous. And our fans are going to go nuts for this legendary actor. I I don't know that Robert England is going to keep people's attention. Not not because he's boring, just because the show may not be all that interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's not specifically like about ghosts, sounds like. No, it's about flying monsters, zombie cannibals, and ghost ships. Right. Um, so, Tony, do you like Ghost Ship? The movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good movie. It's fine. It's not good. It's a fine. It's fine. It's fine. Before people start jumping down my neck, yes, the opening scene is fucking epic. Yeah. But the rest of the movie is not very good. You're dumb. You're a dumb person. It's just not. (laughs) You're uneducated. You're dumb. You should jump off the balcony because you're just dumb. (laughs) No, I might break my leg. That would hurt. Might get a bruise on my heel. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad at all. I was like, ah! <laughs> um, so, are you hype, Taylor? 
What would get you hype about this? Polly Shore. <laughs> what? Just because? I want to see Polly Shore and Robert England host this together. Because <laughs> England would have no idea how to handle Polly Shore. <laughs> He'd just be all like, oh, buddy. And England would be like, what? <laughs> You just made the concept so stupid. <laughs> oh, because it wasn't before. <laughs> um, okay. I anyway. Think every episode, they need to have the news, the newspaper, but they need to do the... Like, make it spin. I'm sure. Extra, extra. Well... Newspaper fans around the world, <laughs> unite. Get ready for sp- Shadows of History on the be, Travel Channel. It's going to be so spoopy. <laughs> Coming at you. Okay, so we haven't talked to him yet. We're going to be talking to him in a couple weeks. Future Grave Plot podcast interviewee. (laughs) But someone else did interview him. Mr. DHT, David Howard Thornton, Art the Clown himself, says that Terrifier 3 is already being worked on. Man. Like, as far as we know... The only thing that's been done with Terrifier 2 is the script has been written. Yep. So it's like, what are they doing with Terrifier 3 already? Well, let me tell you. Tell me, Taylor. Thornton told the Barn Show podcast, Now that we've established what art is about, basically we can start fleshing out all the world around him and how he affects the world around him and how that affects him as well. So that's what we're going to explore more in the second one. I want to know more about art and his life. Like, what does he do in his downtime? Yeah. What motivates him? Yeah. How long does it take him to put that makeup on? Yeah. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. Where does he go at night? (laughs) I mean, out to kill people. What does he eat? What's his day job? What's his favorite book? I want to know what his day job is because he clearly doesn't, like, being a clown... Uh, and killing people doesn't pay the bills. I mean, being a clown, good. But, uh, I mean, that's a dead giveaway. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're looking for a murderer. He's just like a clown. It's like, oh, oh he's, well, at, he's at my he, kid's birthday party. You know, does he look like that clown right there? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was like a, one of our better tangents. Because it was actually on topic for most of it. Um <laughs> Thornton says, the script is already finished. We're just looking for backers. Still waiting for people like Blumhouse to come calling. David, no, 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 David, no. Oh, honey, sweetie, baby. (laughs) No, baby. (laughs) Uh, That would be terrible. I'd have a a severe uh, crisis of conscience. Like, Terrifier is brutal. Yeah. And Blumhouse doesn't like those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Except when it's going to make them a lot of money. Then they kind of do it. Even then, I mean, Gigi was talking about how they wouldn't let her do anything. Right. They gave her one scene. Right, but that's Hulu. Yeah, that's true. Regardless. Uh, He said, we'll delve in a little bit into who he is, like his background. There you go. But not too much yet. Got to hold it back. Got to keep some secrets. Keep keep them wanting more. We want that to be a slow buildup, he says. He says, we definitely wrote this with a third film in mind, adding that uh, writer-director Damien Leone is already working on the script for the third installment. Thornton says the plan is for a trilogy, but they are open to more in the future, as long as the series ends prior to an Art X-type installment (laughs) and avoids the pitfalls of art in space. Whatever. I just don't want to find out that art's an alien. You notice he didn't say anything about art in the hood. <laughs> That's still up in the air. Still a possibility. Uh, I'll 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 watch Terrifier all day, man. Like just even if just, it's Blumhouse. What? Even if it's Blumhouse. See, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if it's. I think I think Blumhouse would just cut Leone's balls off, and I just don't think it would be as good. See, if that happened, I wouldn't watch it. If they did put out the movie like the way that they wanted to make it, I would have a conflict because I fucking hate Blumhouse. I mean, if Blumhouse wants to write him a check and get the fuck out of the way, yeah, sure. But that's not Blumhouse's mo. Yeah, I mean, we've said before it's like if Blumhouse could become the studio that we all wish it would be, or we all meaning you and I, <laughs> um, um, then. I would be all about it. I'd be like their number one supporter. But until they stop putting out like fucking dime store bullshit yeah. um, just to make a quick turnaround. And you know, I've heard arguments before about people saying, oh, it's like, well, uh, Friday the 13th and, and, uh, and all those uh, cheap slasher movies, those were all made to make a quick buck. It's like, so? <laughs> Those have legacy behind them. You think fucking Truth or Dare is going to develop a legacy? <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see more art, maybe. No, yeah. Like, I'm definitely excited to see more Terrifier. Um, I'm I'm hotly anticipating Terrifier 2. And I'm very impressed that they're already working on Terrifier 3. And we can't wait for art in space. Right. <laughs> so Sony's Screen Gems label is launching a dedicated horror lab to work on original horror movie content. That that has a very subtle stink to it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure how to feel because Sony likes to fuck a lot of things up. It's true, like Ghostbusters. Mm, yeah. <laughs> But on the other hand, like, I mean, similar to what we were just saying about Blumhouse, if, you know, they make this horror lab and they just get the right people in and stay out of their way, could be good. I mean, yeah. It's a big if. But. 
yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I <laughs> think that's, that's the issue. Um, Screen Gems Horror Lab, a partnership between Sony's genre label, Screen Gems, and production company Ground Control. Uh, have I heard of Ground Control? It sounds familiar. Ground Control to Major Tom. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking of. It, yeah. Yeah. That's where I've heard it before. <laughs> um, it's uh, being called an innovative or wait, oh, an initiative that will focus on the development of production horror genre proof of concepts. So they're not necessarily developing movies, just concepts, themes. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> well, proof of, proof of concept is like, okay, we wrote this treatment. Now we're going to go shoot like one scene of it just to show that we can make a movie about it. And that'll be our proof of concept. It's basically what independent directors do. To yeah. Get who's made. making the movie then? <laughs> I know. Sony? Um, the program aims to collaborate with burgeoning filmmakers. Okay. So it looks like maybe they are targeting up and coming directors, um, to produce horror shorts. Oh, okay. Interesting. So looks like their goal is to bring in filmmakers to develop short films, um, with the goal of eventually developing those ideas into feature films. Seems like extra work. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, why not just cut out the middleman and just make feature length films? Well, I mean, if they're people that are not really, um, they haven't really made their bones as, you know, feature directors, then uh, I don't know. I can maybe see some merit in this. Though the Sony thing gives me pause, though. Um, Ground Control is currently in search of a new battery of diverse filmmakers from around the world with strong original horror concepts. I got concepts for days. (laughs) If I I don't got to flush them out, yeah, I give you some concepts. (laughs) Hella concepts. Shit, I can just pull some words out of a hat and give you concepts. Zombie bears. There you go. There's a concept. Write that. (laughs) Let me see. What else I got? Uh, we envision the horror lab as another step in the evolution of our label as a leading genre supplier, said Screen Gems head Steve Bursch. 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 Uh, we pride ourselves on supporting next generation creatives so we can harvest their ideals, ideas and make money off of them. Yeah, someone's going to make a zombie bear movie now. <laughs> That's not actually what he said. The subtext. Pretty much. (laughs) Uh, We pride ourselves on supporting next generation creatives and see this as another way to bring exactly, or sorry, exciting new talent and ideas to global audiences. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I've this, like, if I was a director. Once I got past like the rose-colored glasses, I'd be very nervous about this. Yeah, especially like selling my original concepts. Well, yeah, because they'd be like, "All right, we're gonna help you make this short film." All right, cool, thanks. Hey, big time director, you want to make this into a feature? <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, uh, tell us what our idea is. Wait, did you say our idea? <laughs> what? Tell tell us your idea. But. Wait, did you say before you ago. said 
Look, we don't have all day. <laughs> do, you, do you have ideas or not? Give us your ideas. <laughs> Trying to make money? I like money. I like money. <laughs> money spending's good. Uh, what do you think, Taylor? I don't like it. <laughs> no, sir. I don't like it. The whole thing just I don't I, no, it's not for me. It's it stinks, right? Yeah, a little bit. Like like you were saying, I think it kind of feels like taking advantage of smaller directors. Yeah. I mean, like, I, hey, hey, we'll give you some money to make this little thing, and then that's ours now. Yeah. And then we can do whatever we want with it. Yeah, it's just like like writers. Writers get fucked all the time, just exactly like that. They say, "Hey, here's <clears throat> here's my script." You, you you like it? And they're like, yeah, we do. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's like, oh, can I come can I come to set and help you out? So I can, you know, kind of relay my vision to you. It's like, no, no, we got it. You can go home now. Sorry. Right. Don't worry about it. We hired this uh music video director and he's got a, he's got his own vision. So <laughs> we'll send you a ticket to the premiere. Maybe. Maybe. One. One ticket. One ticket. <laughs> you have to pay for your own flight though. Yeah. And popcorn. <laughs> and lodgings. Uh, anyway, if, if, this was a, if this was Blumhouse, I might actually give this more credit. But the fact that it's Sony makes me very nervous. Uh, and, you know, Screen Gems, like, to my, the, the, the Screen Gems movies I can think of aren't very good. Um. Ooh, Slenderman. Ooh. Yeah. See? <laughs> oh, but they're putting out Brightburn. We don't know if that's good or not. No, but I have hopes. It's James Gunn making horror again. Um. There's a yeah, lot of doo doo on that list. There's a lot of doo doo here. <laughs> I mean, there's like some little nuggets every once in a while, but most of it's just not good stuff. No. Like all these ones that go back to the twenties. I know. Before Sony bought them. Actually, it's probably Columbia that owned them first. Yeah. Like Underworld movies. Whatever. That's right, Underworld. I forgot about that. Only like the first two are good. Yeah, I don't know. After that. It says Underworld Awakening is the only one on here. I don't know if that's Oh. Maybe. Oh wait, yeah, you know what? I think maybe like the first one was like Lionsgate. Well, yeah, it was a movie, so. <sighs> anyway, so that's horror business, guys. We're one story short, um, but that's okay because we're trying to make this a quick episode. Yep. Half hour news. We did a pretty good job. That's We breezed through that. We this did. is going to be a short episode. <laughs> that's fine. I just, I Although mean, we are doing an anthology and those tend to take a while. I forgot about that. God damn it. <laughs> Well, let's not waste any time. Let's get started with our movie reviews. All right, guys. So, like I said at the top of the episode, um, this is our salute to folklore. Um, that means that we picked two movies that are centered around uh, legends of old. Old with an E at the end. Oldie. Oldie. Oldies. 
But a goodie. But goodies. <laughs> or whatever. Or something. Um, yeah. So uh, we focus on uh, The Field Guide to Evil, which is a, f- a new movie. I think it came out what, last year. I think so. Um, and then uh, also Aaron Mentari. Um, colon. Colon. Uh, the blacksmith, blacksmith and, and the, the devil. devil. The uh, devil. Which I think also came out last year. Um. Anyway, so Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with the field guide to evil. So The Field Guide to Evil was a crowdfunded movie, although it was a little bit different in that they were selling equity in the movie. Right. Legion M is, is the, it's a, a company, I guess. It's it's almost, it's like Indiegogo or Kickstarter, but it does what you're talking about. Okay. Um, yeah. Basically, I mean, essentially, instead of just being... Um, contributors or you know like you would on indiegogo you say oh well here's my five dollars send me a poster it's not that kind of thing you you invest in the movie as if you're a producer or something right whereas most movies if you're going to invest in it you you know there's a minimum of twenty five thousand dollars or something right with this you can donate twenty five dollars so that's kind of cool yeah uh, this is an anthology. It's got one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, seven, eight different stories from all over the world. Uh, all d- directed and written by different filmmakers. These do not tie together in any way. There is no wraparound story. No. It's just like watching eight episodes of a TV show. The only wraparound is this floating grimoire. <laughs> Yeah, and it spins around and then opens to the next chapter. And it goes, wow. And then it opens up again. It's like, well, why'd you close in the first place? Yeah, couldn't you just turn the page? Yeah, it's just, it seems like a waste of time. Well, it had to spin around. <laughs> it's got to do something fancy for you. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so first story is The Sinful Women of Whole Fall, directed by uh, something Franz, Veronica Franz, I feel like. Where is it? I don't know. Uh, well, Franz and Fiala, who probably have first names, but uh, you might know them as making a little film called Hello, Mommy, or Goodbye, Mommy. Good, Good night. night, Mommy. It's uh, I got there. <laughs> they sucked. And this story is not much better. It's uh, it's kind of like uh, what? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, a lot of the reviews I read called this the best of the movie. I'll tell you my thoughts in a minute here. But this is from Austria. It is a historic tale. Has a family and the 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 young girl. Um, she's not that young. She's probably in her 20s or something. But she sees this other girl who I thought was her sister at first, which made it just everything that happened after Icky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they go off in the woods and they start making out. And the mom They're just Frenching. <laughs> They're French Canadian kissing. <laughs> uh, the mom catches them and is like, hey, that's a sin. You need to pray right now. Yeah. <laughs> just just so you guys know, so we're clear, it's not a sin. It's, yeah. Because sins are real. Those are fake. Nothing's real. <laughs> this is we're in, we're all in a matrix. <laughs> Life is a construct. It was all made up by the man to control us. Open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyways, then they go and they fuck. Um, they get naked. Let us fuck. It's gross. I mean, I'm not to kink shame or whatever, but <laughs> just make sure it's your own lettuce. Sometimes, Sometimes I like to get one of those lettuce. Remind me never to have BLTs at your house. <laughs> <laughs> but the mom says, you know, if if you keep sinning, then the the sinning sinning, <laughs> then the trud is gonna get you. I tried to look up what the trud was. Pretty sure it's pronounced trude. Doesn't matter. I tried to look. But up I like this. I like saying the trud, <laughs> <laughs> like the crud. The first time it popped up, I was like, did, did that say the turd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing either doesn't exist in actual folklore or i was just looking in the wrong places oh interesting <clears throat> there's another story that i'm pretty sure is based on the same thing rude instead of the trude mm-hmm. and i call it the trud <laughs> but the girl's like all right trud you want a piece of me she gets a knife she's like come on trud i'm gonna fuck you up she's like oh he's not coming all right Starts flicking her beans. She's like, what do you think of this, huh? Come on, Trud. Come on, Trud. She's like going for it. Yeah, I was like, that looks like it hurts. <laughs> like, I don't think I, like, if I, if I were to jack off that hard, I'd take the top layer of skin off. Seriously. It's, it's no good. No, it's no good for anybody. <laughs> it's like, it's, she was doing it like she was being spiteful. Like she was yeah. trying to rub it in the Trud's face. Um, the trud finally shows up and it's just like a guy with no mouth. He's just got a hole in his face or whatever. Yeah, I don't 
Look, I had eyes, but like no, no, no actual mouth or nose. It's just like a, like a big open, <laughs> like an open wound. Yeah. It was weird. I didn't, I didn't get it. It it looked funny. It didn't look scary to me. No. <laughs> but like, then it just goes away and then she wakes up and there's blood on the knife and then she sees the girl outside and she's naked and then it's over. Well, it's like her her mom comes down to the the where all the women wash their clothes, like down by the river, and she's all covered in, in cuts. So it's like it must have been her mother that was trying to stop her from finger fucking herself, or just being like, hey, "Calm down, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna break it." <laughs> Gonna hurt yourself. You're bending it. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but I don't know. Like I, her mom was the tread, or she thought her mom was the tread. I don't know what happened. But, yeah, and then it just kind of ended. Yeah, she's like, "Well, well, fuck the tread." And then yeah, she just went over to her girlfriend's house and was walking <laughs> around naked. I mean, that sounds like an over, oversimplification, but it's kind of what happened. Yeah. It was like I was waiting for her to go and follow the girl, and then all of a sudden it was just like book closed. I'm like, wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, is that the trud? <laughs> I was like, well, there's more to this. Like, was she the trud? Trud. Was anyone the trud? Was there even a trud? I think maybe her mom was the trud. I don't know what's happening. I'm very um, confused. So we move on to by Al Karisi, the childbirth djinn from Turkish director Evrenal. Uh, this is an interesting one. It was weird. It was weird. A lot of these are weird. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention in the last one that she sucked off the goat. Yeah, twice. <laughs> that was weird. That was weird and unnecessary. It's like sucking on its teat. I think it was a boy goat. With a big fat udder that she was milking? A big fat dick. <laughs> It's not what dicks look like, Taylor. It's what goat dicks look like. Yeah. <laughs> Spend a lot of time with goat dicks, do you? Do you? No. Gotcha. <laughs> I know what an udder looks like. Uh, I watched that on my phone. It was it's hard to tell what was going on. I just know she was sucking on a goat. So in the second one, this pregnant girl, and uh, she lives with her, her sickly grandmother, I, I assume she, or she just lives with some random old lady. Old lady, yeah. Uh, this one also has a goat. Goats are it's very ominous. goat heavy. Goats are like the devil. Yeah, the devil. Black Phillip. I Diablo. <laughs> but so the the old lady gets like possessed by the goat or something. She just gets goat eyes. And uh, well, the, like. Each, before each story, it has an explanation of what this what the story is about. It yeah, explains. I don't really read any of those. <laughs> okay. Um. I I actually I don't recall what the first one said about, about the trud, <laughs> but this one said that there is this um, demon in or jackal. <laughs> There's a demon that appears. Or it's a, a childbirth or. Um, cat um so i mean you have an old woman and you have a goat so for me at least i was like it's like which one which one's the demon because i know one of them is 
Yeah, and apparently the old woman was the goat. Or something. Or something. <laughs> or a combination of the two. Or she just had goat eyes. Or it was just a goat who got fucked over because it happened to be a goat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she seemed like she knew the old lady because she was, like, nursing her. Uh, I, I figure it must have been her grandmother, but I guess her grandmother could have been possessed by the demon. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, she gives birth to the child and then the grandmother gets possessed by the goat. And so she goes and she just kills the shit out of this goat. Just stabs him so many times. Stabs him, stabs him. Just stabs him, stabs him over and over. And then she gets all covered in blood. And then she throws the goat down a well. Yep. Uh, But then the grandma steals the baby. So it's, was it the grandma then? I guess. Why did the grandma have goat eyes? Because this demon appears as an old lady or a goat. I think they're just combining the two. So she killed the goat for no reason. That's kind of what I got. All right. But then the, the grandma steals the baby, puts it in the well. The girl... No, she doesn't put it in the well. I was getting to that. Okay. You just ruined the surprise. Sorry. Are we spoiling these, by the way? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So she falls down the well trying to get the baby, but then you find out the baby's not actually in the well. And then the witch or the demon or whatever, standing at the top, laughing like a goat, right, holding her baby, and then she turns into her, and yeah. then closes the yeah. lid on the well, right. So there's that, and the book goes. <laughs> Yeah, it did. that's the noise it makes. Uh, after that, we have The Kindler and the Virgin. This is a Polish story. Taylor, uh, are you Polish? Drive me three blocks. I'm so tired. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> no. You don't understand. I'm not a taxi. <laughs> you got to give those guys a ride, kid. Welcome to Brooklyn. <laughs> Uh, so in this one, a wood gatherer is he's gathering wood. Go figure. Uh, it's, it's amazing that that's his lot in life. I didn't, I didn't know that could pay the bills. Yeah, no shit, right? Um, this crazy bitch falls out of the sky and just lands on him. Wait, what? 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 Are we, what? Are we, I think we're talking about two different stories. I'm talking about the Kindler and the Virgin. The girl falls on him, she whispers in his ear. She's like, you can be. Oh, right. You, you yes. can know everything and win every war. And all you got to do is eat three hearts. And he's like, oh, okay. That's it? <clears throat> Not like, that's weird and creepy. And who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> like, oh, I could probably make that happen. Yeah, so he starts digging up dead bodies and eating their hearts. Mm-hmm. And, uh. He at, like at first he's like he vomits and then he's just like oh wait this is actually kind of good yeah well doesn't he eat like a bug first or something did he I don't know I kind of looked away at that moment I think I saw him eat a bug and I took that to mean like he ate a heart oh I missed I, I must have missed that too I could be wrong 
Um, well, anyways, he eats two hearts. I, how come every time in movies when someone eats a heart, is this that it has to be raw? Why don't, I they, don't why don't they ever cook it? Yeah, I don't know. Because like uh, if someone was like, hey, you have to eat a, a human heart or like you'll die or whatever. I would like grill it up. I like chop it up and grill it and make like a stew or something. Baby, you got a stew. Baby, you got a stew going. You throw in some carrots. Yeah, I would like yeah season it up to make it at least taste yeah. kind of good. Make a sandwich so I don't have to look at it. Yeah, add some like Montreal steak seasoning. Got a good thing going. Yeah, a little bit of hot sauce. Sure. Uh, yeah, actually, I was I'm in this um, Facebook group for air fryers. Um, or, or my parents gave us an air fryer like a couple Christmases ago. So I joined joined this group to get like recipe ideas. And um, recently I saw somebody put or like the post about a, a heart, like a, I think it was a beef heart that they had cooked in their air fryer. It was all like thinly sliced. And it's like there was a part of the heart that wasn't sliced that definitely looked like a heart, but the rest of it just looked kind of like steak. It's like that doesn't look bad. I wouldn't eat it, but. I mean, unless I have to. <laughs> and the guy, like, made fires, too. Yeah. Like, every time he would eat a heart, he would make this fire and sit by the fireside and eat a raw heart. Like, what? Well, you got a fire, man. Cook it. Yeah. It'd be funny if, like, the woman that jumped on his back came back and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you, I didn't say raw. When you, you, you can <clears throat> cook it. It's fine. It doesn't lose the power. <laughs> um... And then, like, at the end, they dig up this body, and it's this, it, it's a woman it's with no the, pants on. Is it's it the her? woman, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. If, I couldn't tell if that was her or not. Yeah, he dug her up, and, like, he gets this great, like, bewildered grin on his face, and you see that it's the woman that was telling him he had to eat the hearts. So he drags her body off, and then, like, later on, yeah, they're digging, like, Looks like some police or, you know. Yeah, detectives or something. Town, like, um, what's the word? Um, Bobbies. It probably wouldn't even be the right term because, it's like, it's American. Um, doesn't matter. Some kind of town officials and a, and a priest, looks like, are digging up the body again. And, yeah, we f- they find her stripped nude, but with, like, a strip of skin around her midsection missing. Uh, and then, yeah, takes him, or he jumps to him in court, I guess, saying, uh, I can make a, a drum out of her skin and give it to the emperor and he'll yeah. never lose a war. Yeah. If he beats, if he beats it in war, he'll never lose. And so then they try it and they lose is the impression you get. It's all just done with sound, but yeah. Cause he's, he's in his cell still. Yeah. Just writing letters. Right. It's weird. <laughs> it was weird. I didn't. I didn't exactly like one hundred percent understand what was going on. Me neither. Uh, Which I think see. is the case with a lot of these. Most of them, yeah. Uh, then we get the good old U.S. of A. Woo! Beware the melon heads. Yep. Not to be confused with lemon heads. Oh, or blind melon. Beware blind melon. <laughs> Um, so this is from Jack Ketchum, which sounds, sounds familiar, but Jack Ketchum. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Thank you. (laughs) That was so helpful. (laughs) 
Uh, this is this family goes out to like a summer home or something out in the woods, and uh, the young boy he encounters this kid in the in the woods named William, and they 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 convince him that William doesn't exist. They're just like, oh no, William's just an imaginary friend. You're stupid. <laughs> He's like, oh. He's like, oh, I might be crazy. <laughs> Like, you can totally tell there's a moment when they're telling this kid, oh, that's just imaginary friend, where he's just going, oh, God, something's wrong with me, because I definitely saw that kid. <laughs> and they're kind of shitty parents, too. Well, that's what shitty parents. They're shitty to each other. Yeah, they're a shitty couple. Yeah. For sure. Because the dad's like a sarcastic asshole. <laughs> yeah. And the mom kind of seems like she's, like, always working. Yeah, and kind of a bitch. <laughs> he's like, uh, at one point... um, She's like late to their walk, or she's like, like hanging behind while they're out on like a. Yeah, she's hike. on her phone. She hangs up, and he uh, she walks up next to him. And he's like, "Who was that? Something important, I hope." Who's Anthony? Who's Anthony? <laughs> she's like, "I never said I was going to unplug after that or for this trip." It's like, well, well, you're just a bitch then. <laughs> well, maybe you should have. Should have taken her phone and thrown it in the woods. I would have. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Because <laughs> I know I'd have to pay for a new one. Yeah. But so then William shows up in the kid's room and he, he's got this big old melon head. Just looked ridiculous. He looked like, uh, I don't know, like one of the Brainiacs from cartoons or something. Well, it's like this head was CGI. Could you really not just put like a prosthetic like head on somebody? Apparently not. Couldn't have cost that much. No, probably not. Probably less than the CGI. But so William tells him, hey, you know, come hang out with us. And the kid's like, you're not real. And he's like, I'm fucking real? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm standing right here, asshole. <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> um, but so then the mom and dad are yelling for the kid. And finally they find him and he's hanging out with all these melon heads. And this guy who, was it? The, was this the guy from, from the, the man from another place from Twin Peaks? It looked like him, huh? No, yeah. it's not. But it definitely looked like him. Okay. I think that guy's actually dead. I think you might be right, actually. I think that's why it wasn't in the new season. Right. But yeah, so for people who are familiar with Twin Peaks, this guy looks like the man from another place. Yeah, in a wheelchair. Was he in a wheelchair? Yes. Oh. And, uh, and then he makes the kid eat his dad. Yeah. Because he's now a melon head. Did yeah. you say that? No. He, he His head was all like bandaged. So I was trying to figure out if it was just like if he was turning into a melon head and he had bandage on because his head was expanding or something, or if it was just like, here, wear this paper mache melon head. <laughs> well, it was, I mean, it was bandages and I think there was like remnants of blood. I, and the guy was like a doctor. He was wearing like a lab coat. So how do you make a melon head? I don't, I don't know. You just like cut him open and then like stick a hose up there and just... <laughs> <laughs> He's blowing your thumb really hard. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I, I, I don't even play one on TV. So yeah, that's the, the lone American entrant, and it wasn't very good. No, it was, I think it may have been the worst of the bunch. Uh, next oh, is really, what? I was say, it was really <laughs> indicative of American filmmaking nowadays. It kind of was, yeah. It, well, it was also indicative of American folklore. Like, we just, I don't know, here's a thing. <laughs> Whatever. Melon heads, sure. Like, there's, like, no explanation of what the melon heads are. Or... There was. There was? 
Yeah, there's an explanation of all of these. Oh, the thing at the beginning? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not going to read movies. Come on. You got to read things, kid. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell me in the story, then you're not a very good storyteller. How about that? That's a cop out. No, putting text at the beginning explaining well, that's a cop out. Ridiculous. Go. Go, 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 go. If Friday the 13th started out with just a wall of text explaining what happened to Jason, you'd be like, this is stupid. Is that what people do at Star Wars movies? Probably. They don't, they don't do that at all. They should. They it's, love it. It's stupid. Have you been to a premiere of a Star Wars movie? People lose their minds when, those, when that text starts scrolling. That's one movie. It's one thing. Um... Next is what happened to Panagas the Pagan. This is a Greek film. This is weird too. This is very weird. Um, so this village, it's around Christmas time, and they all get really hammered. And this goblin tries to sneak in. He comes up from hell. Yeah, for whatever reason, I don't know, but he just like wants to hang out with all the people. This would a party with you. He looks like Groot with a dick nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Do you notice his nose moved? Yeah. It was weird. It was unsettling. He, he was he's wearing a bag over his head, and the people find him and they take the bag off. And they're like, Oh my god, it's a goblin. He's just like, I just want a party. And they're like, kill him. <laughs> drink his blood. Yeah, and then they drink his blood and they put him in the what? hole, which is this place with blue full fire. Yeah, and and uh, apparently the the goblin blood makes you go mad. Yeah, yeah. They cut his wrists open, <laughs> and he just starts spurting blood. Yeah, and he's just screaming, and they're just like holding him upside down, crucified, and just drinking his blood, yeah. like, yelling more wine, more wine. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah, like who's the bad guy? <laughs> like, I don't think it's the goblin. I mean, considering he didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, this guy, Panagas, he goes into the hole. He just walks in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's this mythical place that no one's ever come back from. But he's like, oh, check it out. <laughs> Seems tight. He walks in and he just turns into a devil. Yeah. He gets like big old Hellboy. Yeah. Horns. And then he just is there forever. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Book. Uh, next, we have the Indian story, Palace of Horrors. Uh, I barely it, pay attention to this one. It's Indian, but you might not be able to tell because it's narrated by a Brit. Right. Uh, this one is a lot of walking. It's it's just people walking through a, a jungle, yep. talking about how like they work for for Ringling, or was it Ringling? Uh, so yeah, some circus. P.T. Barnum or one of these circus guys, and they 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 collect freaks for him, right? And so they're going to this king to buy his freaks. Uh, and they get there and they find the Ark of the Covenant or something because the woman's like, like, "Don't look in there. You, your face will melt." Like, no, no, you don't want that. And the guy's like, oh, "I'm gonna look in there." <laughs> She's like, you better not. You better not. But then he does. 
And then the British guy, he's like, oh, I'm going to look in there too. And he looks in there and he sees the first guy is in there. And, and then he apparently falls asleep and wakes up in a hospital singing. Book. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't understand what the moral of the story is here. Just, yeah. And I'm, I miss. Don't do what people tell you not to do. If somebody says, don't look at something, just don't look at it. I don't know if that's good life <laughs> advice. But maybe if something's like under lock and key in a creepy basement in India. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe don't do it. Yeah. R- read the room. <laughs> uh, up next, we have a nocturnal breath from Germany. This is another story. In this one, they call it the Drood instead of the Trud. Uh, and it's personified as a mouse. This is the one I was thinking of when we started talking about the Polish story. Oh. Yeah, this mouse, like, kills this girl and, like, goes in her throat. So, <clears throat> the legend, or the, the, the lore behind this one is that there is a demon or a, a, a malevolent being that lives inside a person's body. And when it leaves the body, the person dies. And if the being, this creature, dies while it's outside of the person's body, the person stays dead. So that's that was the the legend or you know folklore behind this story. So okay, oh, yeah. Well, like, like I said, it's you know personified as a mouse. These two, their brother and sister. Although it seems like there might be something else going on there. Oh, some some. No, some some. Because he calls her, he calls her like his beloved or something like that. Icky. I mean, that's a weird way to refer to your sister. Yep. Uh, but I don't know. Not a lot that happens here. He's basically just like chasing this mouse. Yeah, like the thing thing will like leave his sister's body at night, and like will go out and kill things. Like it keeps killing their. Um, their, their cows. cattle, yeah, or their cattles, their cattle. Um, they have like milk cows that that basically sustain them for meat and you know and milk, just you know sustenance in general. And the thing keeps coming out and killing them or infecting them um, with like boils. Um, but it can't kill it because every time it's outside of his sister's body, she's dead. So it's a kind of a catch twenty two. And I like how one point he gets the mouse cornered and the mouse just goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then like he eats the mouse. Yeah, the thing was like gearing up to leave her body again. And instead of just letting it crawl away, he put his mouth over hers and it crawled. Yeah, into and, him. Sucked, and it sucked up the mouse. Because. Which was icky. It was. It seemed like it was. It was basically killing her slowly every time it you know came and went yeah um so i guess to prevent her from ultimately dying or wasting away or whatever continuing to contribute to the degradation of their lifestyle he took the thing inside of him and (laughs) and she shot him yeah he's like don't worry we're gonna i'm not gonna let you die and then he goes to what milk the cow or something and <laughs> she puts a shot or puts a shell in his back so there's that yeah she uh 
Didn't really return the favor there. No. But she, that, that had to happen. <laughs> that's, she wanted him to kill her. Yeah, that's true. And he didn't do it. So she's like, all right, well, fuck you. This ends now. Uh, what else we got? Cobbler's Lot. I don't remember this one. What is this one? Hungarian. Oh, this one was awful. This one is, it plays out like a silent movie. Oh, yeah, that was weird. With all the dialogue happening in, you know, in text form in between scenes. Mm-hmm. And basically, there's these two brothers. They're both cobblers for the princess. But one of them gets to go and give her the shoes and put her, the shoes on her feet. And the other one is very jealous because he has a big time foot fetish. Yeah. What are you doing over there? Texting my wife. I'm listening. Is it important? Yeah. That you didn't seem very sure. <laughs> I don't need to justify myself to you. Um, but so the the one tells the king, hey, look, I'm in love with your daughter. I'm trying to get up in there. I'm trying to stir them guts. Can I can I have your your permission to stir them guts? <laughs> yes. Um he says, Well, you need to go to this lake or pond or whatever it was find this thing bring it back that'll show me that you're brave and you're true you know whatever bullshit and so he goes to the place and he gets entangled in a literal fuck pile yep it's just a big old pile of goopy bodies (laughs) yeah like they're like these i don't know sort of sirens yeah just water water women but not mermaids. No. Because they don't have tails. Right. And this whole thing plays out like very artsy. And the guy's like swimming in midair. Yeah. And he just wakes was... up in this fuck pile <laughs> yeah. covered in spunk. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like it's just everywhere. And they're all like stuck together. It's almost like a shunting. Yeah. And the only one who's naked is him. Yep. His dick just on display. <laughs> Come on. But then the brother goes to the princess and he says, hey, my brother, he he died. And so she's like, oh, no, I'm so distraught. I'm going to slash my throat twice, which usually once will do it. But Usually, yeah. But she's determined. But then she comes back and like the guy opens her casket and she has this bird and it's like a little birdie told me that you lied. So you got to die. And she just stabs him. Mm-hmm. Other brother shows up. He's got the thing, whatever it was that the, the king told him to get. He's like, look, here I am. I, I proved my worth. And she said, yeah, but you were in a fuck pile. <laughs> so she stabs him too. And then that's it. Yeah. And then the king's king tells his new shoemaker to make him slippers out of the brothers. Yeah, right. Yeah, this one like should have. Well, might have been the goriest. But it's also not good. It's weird. Like it had a had a creepy element to it, um, mainly because it looked kind of like a almost like a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Um, but all in all, it's just like this is this is weird. Yeah. Like that that one, the story like could have been played out as one of the best, but the way they did it was just weird. Yeah. Like I said, the fact that it was like the silent movie was, and it was just super artsy. Yeah. And then that's it. Book closes for the last time. 
That was the last one. Yeah. Why do I feel like we're missing something? I don't know. That's it. Okay. And there was it, it was <clears throat> weird that there was no like conclusion. Yep. Like like you said, there's no wraparound, so it's just done. Like the last story ends and it, it actually didn't even um the book didn't even like close. That's true. Credits just started rolling. Yeah. So I thought it was like credits like the only short that had its own credits. But it's like, no, 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 this credits for the entire thing. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I guess, guess it's over. I guess we're done here. I mean, it has been two hours. Anyway. So. I didn't really like any of these. I mean, they were okay, some of them. But all in all, it's just like, what was the point of this? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're all well done. Yeah. They all look very good. The the both of the ones with the druid or the trud, they're they're very like kind of like the witch vibe. That, you know, like Victorian era kind of yeah. small village. So, you know, if you're into that aesthetic. I think my favorite one is probably um Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of them didn't, like, make sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd say they, like, they didn't make sense so much. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they didn't make sense. Just a lot of them, it's, they're in this weird place where I feel like they didn't tell enough of the story. I don't know how they could have extended it anymore. Yeah. A lot of it for me was just like, it's like, okay, I, I understand what's going on. I just don't understand why, why it's going on. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I am with that. So, like I said, it's, it's not that it didn't make sense. It's not that I didn't understand it. Like I didn't, I didn't not understand what I was watching on screen. I just didn't understand the point of the story most of the time. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, anytime you use like legends or folklore as, as your base, it's always kind of hard to capture that feeling of telling someone a story Yeah, and then putting it on screen and having it tell the story on its own. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't really care for any of these. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I wouldn't watch it again. No. Especially especially because it's two hours long. Yeah, I had a free rental on Fandango now, and I fucking wasted it on this. <laughs> kind of upset. I had a 99 cent rental on Google Play that I used on this. Actually, I, had, I did end up spending 99 cents because it was I had a $5 off coupon, and it was $5.99, so I still spent 99 cents. But, I mean, isn't that better than spending $5.99? I don't know. It's, it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah, I'm like looking over this list and I'm trying to think of like what would be my favorite one and just all of them. I'm just like, yeah, I didn't really like that one. Didn't really like that one. Uh, I guess the one with... Um, 
don't know the the Hungarian one. No, the Hungarian one. Uh, the Turkish one. Um, with the pregnant girl. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. I think that one's probably the best told story. Yeah. Even though there's a lot to kind of fill in the blanks. Um, I mean, it's not laid down on a, a platter. You kind of can like I said, fill in the blanks yourself. Um, but it has like a beginning, middle, and end, whereas some of them it felt like it just like ended. Yeah. So, I mean, that one or the one uh, with the, 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 the Drood. Um, so not the Trud, but the Drood. Right. Um, Trud. I think either of those may have been, I don't know, my favorite is a strong word, but the one. It's like, relative. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and yeah, it was just so weird. There's like no wraparound story, no connection from story to story. Like I said, it's just like watching eight episodes of a TV show. Yeah. With each episode being like 15 minutes long. Right. But a TV show that has no story. <laughs> it was hard to keep up because, I mean, granted, we're watching all of these with subtitles, but I don't know, just, I guess, watching them with different different languages and different settings and just a lot of jumping around. And, you know, that's kind of the nature of short films, I guess, or, you know, in, anthologies in particular. But I think because they were so drastically different. Yeah. That it was just, it was kind of hard, maybe a little jarring. I mean, it wasn't even, like you, you think about folklore and stuff, like most of the time you think old time kind of stuff, you know, like a lot of old villages and you know st- stuff happening far in the past but then like the american one was very contemporary yeah <laughs> we forgot to mention the um the panagas the pagan one took place in 1984 although it looked like it was old right the only thing that told you it was 1984 was some text on screen and them having a quote-unquote ghetto blaster right <laughs> they're like sitting in, or standing in the streets drinking playing music on these like old timey instruments. And then all of a sudden this guy's just like, I got a ghetto blaster. It was weird. Yeah. That like came out of nowhere. It's like, wait, did he just a ghetto blaster? (laughs) Well, should we do numbers? Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a four. And that's only that high based on like the aesthetics. I give it a five. It was okay. I probably wouldn't watch it again, but like, I'm not, not really going to complain about it, I guess. It's fine. Yeah, right, right there in the middle. All right. You just had to go one higher than me, didn't you? Yeah, you know, that's my style. <sighs> All right. Anyway, next movie up is uh, a technically a Spanish film, I guess. Um, like I said, from last year called Aramentari, colon, The Blacksmith and the Devil. Do you mind if I ask what brings you to our town? Alfredo Ortiz is my name. I work as an investigator for the provincial government. I'm looking for a forge in this area. When you reach the wash house, take the path on the left. As you go through the forest, follow the river. But be careful. 
devil lives there. All right, so this movie is um, a Netflix original. Um, I don't know if that is like literal. I don't know if Netflix made the film or, you know, no. bankrupt. Okay, I, I didn't think so. I saw it at the SIF Festival. That's right. You told me that. Okay. Um, Last October. Uh, anyway, so this movie uh, is from Spain, but the original language is Basque which is uh, a very small reaching language uh, in certain uh, communities through Northern Spain and Southern France. Um, it doesn't really have any basis in like, like Latin, like French or Spanish would. It's, it's a very strange language that, that kind of all of its own. Um, but that's what this lang the language of the film was, uh, Sorry, the original language of this film was Basque. Um, actually, the word Aramantari is Basque for blacksmith. Um, so it's called Blacksmith, the Blacksmith and the Devil. Right. That's redundant. It is redundant. Um, I think the original name is just Aramantari. I think the, the Blacksmith and the Devil was added because that's what the legend is called or the, the folklore. Oh. The, that's what the story is called. Or I think it actually, I think it's actually the blacksmith and the demon. Regardless. Um, this takes place in uh, the late 1800s. Um, I, I don't recall specifically when, but I think it's sometime during the Spanish civil war. Um, and, it takes place in a small, very small village. It uh, starts out with a bunch of um, soldiers being executed by by the army. Um, they're all lined up in a firing squad, and they're all, you know, shot down, except for one who hasn't seemed to die, and he attacks the firing squad and runs off into the woods. Um, and then we jump forward something like 10 years or something like that. Um, and 
we're in a village. I need to look up these names because they're not typical names. Um, so the, the main character is a little girl, or I think the one that we focus on the most is a character and, uh, she's a, a little girl. Um, I believe it was pronounced Ushuei. Okay. Um, and, uh, she is, it um, looks like you Sue, it, it, like the letter U, and then like the girl's name Sue. Right. Um, and uh, she's an orphan. She's basically a, a ward of this village, essentially. She's been kind of raised by the, the local uh, priest and this uh, older woman. Don't really know exactly who she is. Just a woman that lives in the town. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a whole, you know, it takes a village type thing where this, this girl is just kind of like the town girl. <laughs> um and uh, she's uh, constantly ridiculed by the other children for being an orphan, namely because her mother hung herself. This is a very religious community. Um, and so because her mother hung herself, the local kids <clears throat> like to give Yishui, um sh- like a problem saying that, her, that her mother's in hell because she committed suicide. Um, Kids are fucking bastards, man. They are. They're little fuckers. Look at that high-waisted man. He got feminine hips. <laughs> no, that's the thing I'm sensitive about. Um, And also within this town is... um, or So I guess, I guess probably what drives the story is this man from the government comes to um, question... Uh, the local blacksmith, uh, a man by the name of uh, Patchy. Um, he is a very a kind of a very uh, a mu- very much a hermit. He lives off in the woods. Um, he works all day and night in this forge, um, and people don't really know a lot about him. Uh, and, but this man from the government is there to to question him because there was a large amount of gold missing after the war, um, and they seem they seems to believe that Patchy may have it or know something about it. So the man wants to question him, um, and was it made clear like why they thought he had it? Uh, well. It's kind of revealed in in the move the end of the movie, but that kind of gives things away. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Um. Anyway, so this man is in town wanting to speak to Patchy. The the local townsmen, um, who seem to mostly hang around at this bar or this you know it's an in in slash bar. Um. You know they want all to to be part of this to help out this guy from the government. Especially when they hear the word gold. Um, Where's me gold? Uh, meanwhile, Ishwei's in the ta- in the forest, and she's um, being chased around and tormented by this other little boy. And she finds her way to Patchy's forge. Um, she, uh, 
know if she breaks in or or what, but she gets into his um, fenced off home and wanders into his his house and in the cage or sorry in in the house she finds this big cage where inside is a little boy chained up and you know the boy f- sees her standing there and, and begs her for help um saying that he's the you know, patchy's crazy he's he's been holding me here uh please help me get out and so she assists the boy um and uh lets him out of the cage um and as he the, the boy gets out of the cage and starts running away Along the way, he stops and picks up a pitchfork um, and jumps on top of a table. And through a silhouette, we see him transform into a full, you know, adult-sized demon. Um, It was a little cartoonish. It was, but I I liked the look. It was was a very classic um, demon look. Like... To get an idea of what this demon looked like, I meant the transition itself was cartoonish. Oh but. yeah, yeah. A lot of this, um, a lot of the movie was a little, I don't know, probably not intentionally goofy, but yeah. Um, but you know, the look of the demon is cool. Yeah, if you if you can picture the cover of uh, Number of the Beast, the little the little devil on that, that's what this guy looks like. He's got like kind of like the the uh, bat wing ears and you know just completely red you know got a pointed nose pointed chin um long tail uh and he carries a pitchfork very generic very cliche very yeah very cliche but very classic looking and i i kind of kind of dug it yeah um you know everybody's everybody that makes a movie about demons they try to make their own demon and it seems like they're trying to always top one another to make the creepiest looking demon. This one just went, it's like, fuck it. This is what demons look like. Keep um, it simple, stupid. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, um, Patchy wakes up at just the nick of time and um, hits the demon, uh, Sartael, I think was his name, um, hits him with a hammer and uh, he tries to get away, but he, uh, Patchy, recaptures him and puts him in the cage and um basically he kind of doesn't really coerce her but like Ishwei starts um tormenting the demon like patchy has been um and you know it's like it's a it's a demon but at the same time you start to like it's like well okay man he's in he's in a cage stop stop poking with an eye yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, uh, it's like I know he's I know he's a demon and all this stuff, but you're being kind of a dick. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, Ishwayi starts paying spending a lot of time with Patchy. Um. Meanwhile, the townspeople are starting to get. Because they don't know where um, Shui went, uh, and so the, the townspeople they kind of rally into a posse and they're going to invade um, Patchy's compound. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, 
they break in and they see the demon and then they run away in fear. And one of them trips over a bear trap and gets his head caught in it. Yeah, that was boss. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we're not sure at this point, we're not really sure who Patchy is or what his, what his game is. Um, but like he, it almost feels like he's like a Vietnam vet or something who's still like, yeah, has those squirrels in his head, you yeah. know? <laughs> um, but you know, the guy trips, he first, he trips because he got an ankle caught in one. Um, and so he leans down and lets the guy out and tells him to get out of here. So the guy gets up and starts running away again, but his foot slips out from under him and he lands head first into another bear trap. <laughs> And so he dies, and so now the other townspeople see that and uh, think, oh, my God, Patchy just killed this guy. So now he becomes public enemy number one. Yeah. So now they they kind of rally with the intention of, especially with this guy from the government wanting to question Patchy, they kind of start seeing red, and they're planning kind of this full-out assault on him. Um. And that's, I think that's probably where I'll stop to avoid any spoilers. Um, so, yeah. What do you think, Taylor? I mean, it's, it doesn't feel like a horror movie per se. Um, it's more of a fantasy. Yeah. But I think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what I thought, too. It's, it's interesting that, like, it's called The Blacksmith and the Devil, but really the, the, feud is more between the blacksmith and like these this horde yeah this maybe, angry mob maybe the townspeople are the devil Ooh, make you think layers <laughs> but um yeah no it's it's especially because i won't reveal too much but you start to um sort of empathize with the demon a little bit. A little bit. Um, and, yeah, you, you kind of start to see, like, kind of the evil that men do. Um, and the, know, the ending is much grander than I expected. Yeah. I, I I kept expecting it to end, but it, it just kept going. Yeah. Um, and it just kept, like, unfurling, <laughs> you know. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, like just a kind of a glimpse into the ending. It, 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 the story goes down into into hell, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, and you know, like for me, like I'm a big fan of folklore that involves the afterlife, particularly like different versions of hell. It's just always fascinated me. Um, and uh, you know, like thing like uh, Dante. I, I love that just because that that vision of hell, or just how you know how it's represented in stories, in film, different mediums. It's always been a, a fascination for me, and so this movie kind of adds to that, um, especially with the backstory um, to go with it. Um, this seems like it kind of plays off of um, Dante's vision a little bit, a little bit. Um, and uh yeah i mean in you know the the acting seemed like it was pretty good uh it is dubbed which is it's not 
I wasn't expecting it. I, I fully expected to see a, a, a captioned or you know, subtitled movie. I don't remember. If it, I think it was dubbed when I saw it in the theater. The nice thing was, is like usually when you see a dubbed movie, it's like, you know, you've got one person playing three different parts right. and, you know, they're, they can't really convey what's going on on screen with their voice very well. Um, this was actually a pretty good cast, I think. Yeah. Um, the guy that played the demon uh, seemed a little over the top. This was a little cartoonish. I would have liked to hear what the original person sounded like so I can kind of s- gauge like how how different it was or, you know, it's like maybe this guy is doing the same kind of voice. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but, no, I mean, the the cast, It's I, I've said before, it's hard to tell if people are good actors when they're speaking a different language because mm-hmm. it, it's all, you know, just their body language is really all you can gauge. Oh, yeah, the inflection's different. Exactly. Um, but from what I could tell, the acting seemed good. Um, the, uh, the production value is very high. Um, like the demon looked great. Like, like it's a very simply or simplified and cliche looking demon, but it looked very good. Yeah. The makeup was very, very well done. Um, and it's head to toe. Yeah. Um, and, uh. The the yeah. sets the set dressing is all really good. Yeah, it's I mean it's a it's a period piece, so there's there's that um, to worry about, but also you know the the, the costuming and uh, kind of like uh, the grandiosity of things. Yeah, um, was was done very well. Um, I don't know because I mean this was backed by some kind of spanish production company that i don't i don't know from adam but there there had to have been some money behind this um because it definitely wasn't a a backyard film um it's originally released in germany that's interesting huh interesting but um yep Oh, of course. You have to have IMDb Pro to see the studio. <laughs> anyway, but it, it was a fun movie. Uh, it was entertaining to watch. Um, it didn't... I never felt like it was really dragging all that much. Um, it seemed like there was always something to watch on screen, even if it wasn't, uh, you know, super engaging. Yeah. It, it felt like the story was moving along. Even if there's something... wasn't something really eye-catching going on. There was still something happening happening to move you along to the next scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, a kind of a twist in the story, something I personally saw coming. Um, but it, even though I saw it coming, it didn't really ruin the story for me. Um, well, it's not like a great mystery or anything, so it's not like... Yeah. I, I, I don't know how, how... I don't think it's supposed to be like a big, like... <gasps> You know, kind right, of, yeah. kind of reveal, but yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, and the ending is kind of cool. It, it's a, it's a little bit of a cliffhanger, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, it's pretty good. The only thing for me, like the ending, seemed like so simple. <laughs> it did. Yeah. 
But then I would kind of like I thought about it afterwards. And I was like, that's kind of how most folklores, folklores and legends and stuff are. Like it's always just like this really ridiculous thing to beat the bad guy. And, yeah, and it's to be honest, there's not a lot of resolution. Yeah, that's true. Which is another thing about folklore. It doesn't, it doesn't typically have resolution. It's kind of uh, an open ended thing to kind of establish itself as a maybe as a cautionary tale or you know something like that yeah. or something that can remain up for interpretation which is kind of how folklore survives you know as you pass a story down through generations it always changes a little bit mm-hmm. so if you have something you know folklore stories have has have their kind of you know bullet points that don't typically change much and then you just kind of fill in the rest yeah um so anyway um I think I'll give it an eight. Why not? All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it a seven. <clears throat> okay. Yep. Yeah. But no, it's it's it is fun, and it's um you know the, the interactions between the devil and the little girl are pretty funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and that, that was another thing. There's a lot of comic relief. Um, there's this one woman, Anna, I think her name was, or Anna. Um, her husband was the, the, the inn owner or innkeeper. And she just, she hits yeah. people like, <laughs> like with zero, uh, concern for anything. She just like, if somebody pisses her off, she just smacks them in the face. <laughs> like her son, her husband, uh, other townspeople just whap. <laughs> um, uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then, yeah, like th- for the a lot of the comic relief to come from the demon himself, mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of funny too. Um, so, yeah, entertaining movie. And if you have Netflix, you you don't even have to pay for it. So, Which is always good. Yes. So I'd say give it a shot. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. All right, guys. Better well, than watching The Office for the 14th time. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> uh, Who you tell it? <laughs> All right, guys. That's the end of the episode. It is almost 10 o'clock, and I still have to drive home. So we're going to wrap this up. Um, we're going to be back in a couple weeks with two new reviews and a whole... Nope. S- nope. Oh, nope. right. Next, next episode is Crypticon, guys. We're going to be talking about what a weekend we had. What a weekend. That's not a song. Is it not? <laughs> you sure it's, it's up that, that one guy? Isn't that from Idle Hands? What? <laughs> There's a song in Idle Hands that sounds like that. <laughs> God damn it. Those might not be the words, but I always thought they were. <laughs> Who's that? Is that, that Wings? <laughs> it's not Wings. That's nobody. Nobody sings that. All right. Okay, so yeah, next episode we're going to be talking or doing our uh, our annual Crypticon retrospective. Uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. We are, like we said before, we're doing our first celebrity interview. We're really excited about that. Um, and we've got a handful of panels that we're going to be on that we can um, go over and discuss. We're not on any, pa- well, we're on the podcasting panel, but yeah. we're not on any panels <laughs> together this year. Nope. We weren't last year either, were we? Uh, casket list. That's right. 
anyway, so we'll see you then. Yeah. Till then, to that. Yeah. Till then, Taylor, where can people find us? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com. Subscribe to the show, leave us a rating and review, and uh, you can send us an email. Let us know you did. Tony will send you a free magnet. Mm-hmm. It's so free. It's hella free. I'll even pick up the shipping or the the, you know, the, the postage, the little stamp thing. Yeah. You know, you know a little thing. <laughs> a little stampy thing. Not going to get a better deal than that anywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, don't look. Don't look. We already, we already, we're already sure of it. <laughs> don't fact check. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. If you would like some exclusive content for very little money, check out patreon.com slash Grave Plot Podcast. And that's it. Neat. Yay. All right, guys. We'll catch up with you next time. Until then, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. <laughs>